There's a lot to work through from last night as we look towards Australia's turn tonight. 0433 98 11 16 to ping through your thoughts. You can join in during the morning, 1300 736 736. Damien Fleming knows a thing or two about World Cup semi-finals. Hello to you, Flem. Morning, Jared. How are you going? A little bit toey? Um, yes, yes, definitely. Um, love the brutality of semi-finals, isn't it? There's there's no second chance. Um, feel a bit better after your weather report. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want it rain affected. I'd love it to be over tonight. Um, you know, the Australians' momentum going in, um, South Africa have probably overachieved, uh, but they've had a couple of wobbles. Um, you know, no doubt they'll they'll know the history as as good as Australia has been in World Cup semi-final. South Africa have been disappointing, um, but geez, they're batting. They, they, they've got a high ceiling, haven't they? With all those power hitters led by De Kock. so I reckon we're in for a thriller. All right, we'll delve. We're going to be together tonight at 7 o'clock. The Coley achievement from last night. So one of the most significant white ball centuries we've ever seen for the stage, for the venue and for the accomplishment. It was. We heard from everyone there. Um, Sachin Tendulkar was tweeting, you know, talking about a young Virat Coley when he first um, got into the change rooms and, and now he's broken um, Sachin's record. We didn't hear from David Beckham. What did <laughs> Beck's make of everything that was happening last night? Because um, decent players had big games, didn't they? But Virat Coley, um, you know, his last probably... I think he talked about it. I think it was the T20 uh, World Cup last year in Australia. It might have been against Pakistan at the G. And just got himself going in white ball cricket and it's continued on. And, and a massive World Cup to keep doing it. Um, you know, now the highest score in, in, in World Cup, um, in a single World Cup. Um, he looks in control. He intimidates the the, the opposition bowlers. Um Geez, that was a good knock. But I thought early on, I thought Rohit Sharma was going to go massive. Um, Shaman Gill as well. You just felt like the New Zealand bowlers were a bit shell-shocked. We talked about how important it was to bat first at Wankiti. Um, It didn't do as much in the second innings, thanks to, um, you know, a pitch that that didn't have a, a, as much grass on it. Um, but I thought after that first innings, you know, as good as Mitchell was, um yeah, the Kiwis just weren't going to get there. And then Marvin Shami, I mean, he keeps doing it. Um, I think it's 23 wickets at an average of nine um, in this World Cup. So he, he's building towards the most significant bowling World Cup that anyone's ever had, if he can um, cap it off in the final. I've always loved Shami. You know, he's got a beautiful run-up. You know, an easy action that it looks like he's... Um, going sort of half pace, but he gets so much zip off the pitch. He gets real extreme bounce for, for a bowler who's, I don't think he's even six foot. Um, so all bodes well for, for India going in. New Zealand, another campaign. I think they did well to make the semis as well. Um, but their test will be in four years' time, you know, losing some of these great players. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't bat against them making into the semi, but they've done pretty well to get there. The tone that Rohit Sharma set, so win the toss, place goes nuts. Everyone knows full well how important that is. 
and then just straight at New Zealand. It is oh, I saw your tweet in real time. The first 20 balls, it almost set a tone that couldn't be altered. And to do that in a semi-final, so just how bolshy and skillful that is. And he ends up being the lowest scoring of the of the batters, but it was profound. You had to see it, I reckon, to understand how profound it was. He's such a beautiful player. I, I remember first seeing Rohit Sharma in the first IPL back in 2007 and probably for, you know, the next 10 years, his career didn't really progress the way that every, everyone thought he was going to be the next Tendulkar. And um White ball cricket, good, but red ball cricket in the middle order, it didn't click. And really, it didn't click for his red ball cricket till he opened. Um, and then we know in white ball cricket, he's been as good as opener that's really played the game um, in 50-over cricket and T20 cricket. But um, I love these batsmen that are great to watch where they they look like they're slow to move, um, but they've got so quick quick hands and the way he whips through the leg side um he's got that little whip that if they get onto middle leg stump it, it goes for miles over square leg um he's always been a really good puller and hooker of the ball um and New Zealand were testing him there but there just wasn't enough pace and bounce in there but um you know your captain um in some ways he, they have everything to lose they haven't lost a game it's a, it's a home um world cup semi-final in Mumbai and, and Rowett just set the tone. Um, and I'll expect he, he'll play the same in the final, hopefully yep. against the Aussies. It's such a, this is a, I feel like this is a great Indian white ball team and it's such a shame the shenanigans around the pitch. It just feels so unnecessary. Um, there was the leaked email yesterday, which represented the smoking gun. And then the ICC said nothing to see here. Should, should there be a simple rule as Michael Vaughan proposed that, for these knockout matches, they're all played on fresh pitches. Makes it pretty standardised, doesn't yeah. it? I, yeah, I, I like it. You can't wobble about that. Um, you know, I, they've it's a big event. Um, you've got enough, you know, pitches on the square. Um, I, I, I think correct from Vaughan, they, they need to be they need to be new. You, you don't want little asterisks that you know it didn't play too badly. Um, but we know batting second at Wankiti Stadium in Mumbai this tournament, you virtually just lose, don't you? Yep. Uh, the ball just swung and seemed in that first 10 to 15 overs, um, and it very much looked like it was, um, you know, if you win the toss, you, you win the game. But, um, you know, what, watching New Zealand bat in the second innings, you know, it, it, it looked deader and deader, Um and 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 spin. It's not coming on to the bat. Um, it made it pretty tough there. So I, I think a blanket rule for ICC World Cup events, um, new pitch, that works. Damien Fleming, part of SEN's call team tonight, the semi-final live across the SEN network from 7pm. Uh, what choice do you think Australia will make in the last place in the team? Is it Marnus or Marcus? Oh, geez. Um the way it was leaning with rain around, I mean, Andrew McDonald, you sort of thought, well, they're leaning to Stoinis to have another bowling option. Um, and if it's a shortened game, um, you know, Stoinis power hitting probably ahead, Manus. If it's a 50-over game, I think I'm going with Manus. Um, yeah, I think, you know, we know he's um, not as powerful as as a few of his teammates, but 
you know, a couple of times we've got into trouble. You know, he, he's batted well enough. He's built a partnership to to keep us into the game. Uh, his fielding's been unreal yeah. throughout the whole World Cup. Um, and we know particularly, you know, against a team like South Africa, who hit the ball so hard. Um, you know, I see he, he could save a lot of runs, um, take catches, um, you know, in the outfield. Um and Stoin's bowling really is when we get into trouble, and he, and he he'll come on, he'll bowl a few bounces, he'll slow balls, he's he's searching for a wicket, which is handy. Um, but no, I think if it's fifty over game, they're, they're going to want a bit more batting up the top. What's what's Australia's greatest strength and its greatest vulnerability as as you look toward tonight? That's a very good question. Um, I think we are vulnerable. I just mentioned if uh, particularly Marnus and Stephen Smith need to rebuild and that lowers our ceiling batting-wise unless we see another maxi miracle. I thought the teams like India, England, South Africa definitely had totals of 380 to 400 on the cards regularly. I didn't see us getting that score unless, you know, Warner and Head and Marsh really bludgeon right up the top and then Maxi and Stoinis finishing at the end. So our biggest vulnerability would be losing early wickets and Amanis and Smitty rebuild um, at not a quick rate. Um, could hurt us because South Africa's ceiling, as I said, with the bat is, is pretty massive. And it showed when they, they beat us there. Our strength, I think... Um, is experience. A lot of these guys played in the, the, the winning T20 World Cup a couple of years ago. Um, I don't think they'll feel the pressure, um, you know, if, if it does turn bad, but they'll back their teammates. I think the bowling's very experienced. So if we do get a decent total, I can see us um, being able to close out the game. Uh, probably the two most important players for me are Zampa and Maxwell, who have had brilliant World Cups. Um, Zampa could potentially, if he has a good semi and a good final, go past Mitchell Stark's most wickets in a World Cup. Um, questions after a couple of games. He, he's been brilliant, but on a pitch that should turn. South Africa, not the best players of spin. But they, they try and hit a lot of boundaries, don't work um, Zampa's much. And then Maxi, hopefully he doesn't have to get 100. Yeah. But we know he can close out. Give him 10 balls, he's going to make 30. And his ability to to play against uh, Maharaj and, and their spinners might come into play deeper in there. So, um, no, I, I like the Aussies matchup against South Africa, Jared. What, what worries you most about South Africa? So I was just going through, they've played six times. It's all recent form, which is uh, quite something. De Kock with a century, Bavuma with a century, Markram with a century, Klaassen with a century. Uh, Van der Dessen, he maxed out at 62 and there's an 80 for Miller. So their their top order has recent form against Australia. And Janssen's had a really good World Cup, hasn't he? The, the left-arm fast bowler, um, middle-order hitter. So they're not as vulnerable. Um, yeah, I think India are vulnerable if we get early wickets. Um, you get down to Jadeja. I think Shami's batting eight. So... Um, no doubt when we preview the final, I'll be focusing on that. Hopefully, if the Aussies <laughs> get there. But, um, no, nah, their batting um, can definitely, as I said, get 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 
a high ceiling. A lot of those guys have made hundreds in in less um, than a run of ball. Yeah, even if Baboom's hamstring isn't right, um, Henrik's come in and got 85 against England, so they've got batting depth. So it's probably looking towards their bowling and how much we can take them down. Um, they've had a really good World Cup a, a, as a group, um, but I feel like even though there's some wicket takers in there, even as good as Rabada is, he can leak runs. Um, so, um, but the matchups, you know, if this is the the game where Mitchell Stark flies and gets wickets in the power play uh, along with Hazelwood, well, then that probably you know does get into that middle order who have. Um, real power to their batting, but they haven't had to save South Africa on too many occasions. I think it's really only been the one occasion um, where I think Klaassen and um, and Janssen saved them. So, no, they're, they're a very good team. Um, that series just before the World Cup, they South Africa, you know, should take some confidence out of that. Um, so it all bodes well to a ripping semi, doesn't it? It, it? it like, does. Both these teams, you know, South Africa have been super impressive and Australia winning seven in a row with with so much experience. I, I can't see them having a poor semi-final. All right. So you've set us up perfectly for what's to come, but I want you to put us in the mood in a moment for semi-finals because you are a man who knows tight semi-finals. We'll delve into the memories of Damien Fleming next. Have your say, 0433981116. Fleming. Three balls remaining. Cruiser on strike. There it is. They're going for this. Yeah, Charlie. Ah, it's out. Stopping running out. Oh, that's it. South Africa outdone. Didn't run. They cannot believe it. Australia going to the World Cup final. Ridiculous running with two balls to go. And Damien Fleming held his nerve like few before. So, Flem, 1999, everybody knows. Brad in Altona had texted her, please, please, please ask Flem about the 96 semifinal. It's always overshadowed by 99, and that's understandable. But we had no business winning that game against the Windies, and and Flem bowled the last over there too. So let's do 96 first. Australia defending a low total, and the West Indies well on their way to victory. Yeah, it was. Just back to that um, Bill Laurie comment. That's my ringtone um, <laughs> on my phone. I love that so much. Um, but 96, uh, we're playing the West Indies, uh, and um, we, we were cooked. We we were four for 18. Um, Curtly Ambrose and Ian Bishop just ran through our top order. Um, and so much so, I just looked at the scorecard. You know, the great Ricky Ponting actually got a duck off 15 balls. Yes. Um, so the Windies were all over us. And I remember in the dressing rooms, one of the first times I heard our batters um, just talking about Kurt, the great uh, Sir Kirtley Ambrose, you know, complaining, you don't get any half volleys, you can't score. And and I just thought, geez, Ambrose is into our head here. But um, Stuart Law, underrated, middle-order batter for, for Australia, only played the one test. And then the great Michael Bevan got us to, to 202. And, and the West Indies were sort of cruising as well. Um, but I remember Steve War bowling, knocking over Brian Lara from around the wicket, actually bowled in one of the best balls uh, Tugger had ever bowled. But, but, but then they started to cruise. Richie Rich and Chanderpool um, 
was sort of cruising, really. I remember Richie Rich actually played a sweep shot off Warney, and it actually hit the square leg umpire, and it was going to go for four and only went for a single, I think. So in hindsight, that was pretty significant. But, um, you know, in those 96-99, I mean, I, I obviously got to bowl the last over, but really they're, they're Shane Warne's um, games. Um, so in 96 semi-final. He did pretty much the same as what he did in the 1999 and he just ran through the middle order. And the great thing about um, Shane Warne was just the bigger the game, he just loved it. He wanted it. He wanted to turn the game and he had the skills to do it. Uh, the aura to um, intimidate. Once we got into the middle uh, middle to late order, the West Indies, that you know they really battled to um, play Warney. But game was on, last over, on bowling it. West Indies need nine runs. Richie Richardson, the great West Indian. Um, the, the call was to bowl Yorkers. Uh, got it wrong. A bit like 99. <laughs> Richie Richardson. Um, he, he used, he's a bit like Aravinda De Silva, Jared. He, he used to hook and pull half volleys. And it was clues and like speed for, for a four. So we need, they need five or five balls. And ran in and I bowl a good Yorker that Richie, um, Richie Richardson misses. I mean, if he stays on strike, they just win the game. And then the other night, Sir Kirtley Ambrose at the other end calls Richie Richardson through oh. to get off, get him off strike. It was bizarre. And then Ian Healy, who, you know, quick thinking, um, and he always used to plan for this too in the warm-ups, took off his glove, Threw down the stumps. Big Curtly was going around. Nah, I'm all right. I'm all right. And he's out by, I reckon, two centimetres. Yeah. Which brings in an informed Courtney Walsh, to be fair. He was in career best form with the bat, Walshy, uh, averaging two. And we just thought um, he, he's going to just try and blunt the ball and get Richie Richardson and down the other end. And then I reckon I, I tried to bowl the fastest ball I've ever bowled, which probably wasn't even that fast. And and while she's tried to to hit me to Mumbai and <laughs> stumps are flying. And I just remember that pure adrenaline of um, I had to run to heels. So teammates are just sort of jumping left and right and gave heels a big hug, um, gave Mark Taylor a hug. And then I reckon the fourth per- or the third person I hugged was Shane Lee. He yeah. wasn't even playing. That's how quick. <laughs> Fuggy Lee got out there. But poor Richie Rich was left um, 49 not out. Yeah. Um, but as we saw with Klusner, and I think he's spoken about it since, you know, after that fourth ball, um, he just wanted to get it done. So, you know, Klusner, man of the tournament, had got him back into this game. It's funny, big finals, pressure changes, oh, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. And even Walshy there, there's no doubt him and Richie Rich would have spoken about get me on strike, yep. but it's, it's one talking about it. Um, it's one delivering when, when the pressure's on. Um, and, and that was an amazing victory, um, which, you know, we, 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 to be fair, we felt like we got out of jail. Yep. Um, we did have a few beers that light night, um, lost the final to Sri Lanka. So three years later against um, South Africa, winning that semi-final, it was a pretty quiet night knowing that there was a, yep. There was a bigger thing to be done. I can't wait for tonight. Full version of these stories to be told if it does happen to rain. See you in here. I can't wait for it. SEN tonight, everybody. Can't wait. Aussies 
on the way to the World Cup final. Damien Fleming. Thanks, Jared. Damien Fleming, key part of our team tonight for the semi final, live across the SEN network from 7 p.m.